Doug McClade was grinding after graduation. It was a grind, dude. It was a grind from start to finish. He was making a couple hundred bucks a week and cold calling everyone. And I mean everyone that he could think of. You're hitting up national market, your friends, family, your friends of friends. Like that's your biggest place to start. Then when tragedy struck a close friend, he was presented with one of the largest opportunities of his career. If there's any way I could help you or your family, best friend, man, like, this is the least I could do. He credits this one deal with giving him the confidence and know-how to become one of the youngest top performers at his firm. I was hearing stuff in those meetings and those phone calls that guys in my class that we all came in together, they weren't hearing on the phones. In this week's episode of Pretty Big Deal, hear how this tragic moment became a turning point in Doug's professional life. Okay, so you're getting started as a financial advisor. What drew you to sales? Uh, personality. I mean, I like dealing with people. I like talking to people. I like being face-to-face. I like being able to listen to someone's concerns or, like, what do they actually want? Kind of have a conversation and see how I can help them. I've always seen, like, with sales positions, too, you always have the biggest opportunity for growth. It really puts it back on you, right? So, you know, I see that flexibility of, like, you know, creating your own business, being your own boss. and like, well, shit, like. I like that idea. I like that aspect of it. You know, I don't want to be chained to a desk per se, um, like right off the bat. I want to give it a try. Nice. And then, okay, so first sales job, you get into it as a financial advisor. What is that like? It's tough, man. Like, obviously, all sales jobs are tough because, like, you're starting out. You got to learn it. But with finance, you know, as an advisor, I didn't have a book of business. I didn't come in with parents that owned a book of business. I kind of transitioned, like... So financial advisor, you got to build your own practice. You got to find clients. You got to convince clients that you have what it takes to work with them to help them out. Um, so you're selling your ability, your intellectual capital, in order to help somebody out. And it's tough, man. Like at 21, 22, like what do you actually know? When you started out, what was like your expectation versus reality? You know, did you roll in and you're like, I got this degree. I'm just going to let like be chilling. I don't think I'm going to be really, I'm going to have targeted outreach. I'm just going to like, I'm not going to be cold calling anybody. Like, what did you imagine it was versus what did it feel like? Oh, everybody imagined like finance, you always see a big opportunity, right? Like whether it's like your Wall Street or you're a trader or something, you think finance is just a lot of opportunity there. Then I realized like, you're not getting paid to start. There's no salary. Like, oh shit, like, what am I getting into? So then like week, week one, like you got to get clients. Here's a list of clients. Start calling them because of like their old accounts. Their advisor had left. They have old accounts that have been reviewed that you might be able to do something with. So you got to call, call every day to try to meet with them. It's just getting in front of as many people as you can on a favorable basis. And like your first year, two, three, it's a grind, man. Grind. When you were starting out, where were you living and like, what was your own financial situation? So I moved to, I moved to Stanford. Uh, one of my buddies was living with me. We're grinding. I'm, he's grinding in there. I'm grinding on mine. And like, it's funny. So that firm that I started working with, there's no salary, but they gave you like 200 or 225 bucks a week base, plus a certain percentage of any business that you brought in. Well, I didn't bring anything in for a while. So you're getting 200 bucks a week and that lasts you about like two hours in Stanford. Like you go through that so fast. So, I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, man. It wasn't, it was back to like the, the college days of eating weekends, splitting cases. It was just like, it was a grind, dude. It was a grind from start to finish. So let's go to the kind of big deal in question. 
Um, so like set the scene, where, where are you? How long have you been in the job at this point? Two months in, yeah, about two months in, two and change. I'm at the point still, like when you first six months, you're texting, you're calling everybody. The leads that you get, other advisors, C and D clients that they don't want. You're hitting up national market, your friends, family, your friends of friends, right? That's your biggest place to start. So man, I'm blasting off text to anybody. Hey Sam, like FYI, dude, I know you know you're at, at Zoom Info, but here's what I'm doing, man. If there's any way over the next you know year or so, if there's any questions, like here's what I do, here's how I can help. So you're sending those all the time, right? And like nine out of ten, your guy, your buddy's like, all right, cool, man, appreciate it. I'll reach out if anything. But like, what's amazing in our industry is like you get clients, and sometimes lose clients on big life events, right? Because you think stuff's going well accounts or whatever and then something in life hits you and you're like oh shit like you don't actually have as much control as you thought so as i'm texting and reaching out to friends and families i had a very close friend of mine that went through a very serious sudden life event um loss of a family member patriarch of the family out of nowhere um and i was super super close now with that specific situation about a month earlier i was in philadelphia with a partner of mine working with a client who just lost her son um, another sad case, but we met, we went down to help close accounts for their son who passed away. And when I say accounts, there was like a Vanguard account with $2. There was a Fidelity account with like 10 bucks. Like there was just little accounts and the parents didn't know what to do. Parents are grieving. They don't know. They're so upset. Like this is the last thing they want to deal with. So my partner and I were like, listen, we'll take care of it. We'll help you through this transition. So right off the bat, like my cases I was brought into were like these transitional big life event cases. So back to when uh, a friend of mine had that, they lost a parent, like I knew what that situation would look like from a financial standpoint. So after, you know, I shot him a text and was like, hey man, like obviously so sorry, but um, kind of know some of the things that you're going through right now and that you're gonna be up against. Here's where I'm at, here's what I do. If there's any way I could help you or your family, as a best friend, man, like this is the least I could do. And that wasn't even about getting the business, wasn't about whatever. That was just helping them out because I knew what they had to do from a process and operational standpoint. From that, it took like a week or two or three, four weeks. We got the meeting. We got the initial meeting. It was an eight-figure account right off the bat, two months in. Like it's a big account to land. And we had some pretty stiff competition, other firms, other financial advisors, also, who were close and friends with, uh, you know, we said some mutual friends, um, but we got that case. So, okay. So, like, what was it like, I guess, when you're on the finish line in this? Like, how many kind of viable alternatives were there? Like, how many people were you really competing with when you got into, like, the end of this deal? Uh, three. Three. Three top notch. Yep. And do you think it was just your previous relationship that sort of helped it? Or do you think that there was things that you did throughout the process? I'd say, yeah, a little bit. But I think another one of those three is, well, there was also another relationship. Uh, I don't know if it was as deep, but there was also another friendly relationship in there. I think it was our approach of like, you know, we take a slow educational approach from a high level. Here's what we're looking at, you know, for your specific case. There's a lot of moving parts. But our role as a financial advisor here is to create a CEO-CFO relationship, right? You're the CEO. We're your CFO. we got to bring different ideas and strategies to the table. we got to go over the pros, cons, and costs of each strategy. 
And then from there, we're able to decide, you know, which one's the right for you. So our approach to that, I think, definitely made a significant impact on us kind of getting that, um, landing those clients too. And when you were bringing in other people, can you, I mean, one that's got to be challenging as you're two months in, like you haven't built much cred with the other people in the organization. Like, what was that like sort of rallying people around this? That was one of the most important parts. Because just like you said, like I haven't learned much. I've been here two months. Just learning, I'm still reading the cold call scripts at this point. But my biggest thing was, how can I offer you value? Is I got to bring in value. I got to show you that I know what it takes or I'm able to get the right people in the right seats at the right time. As you know, when you do business with friends or family, like there's always that thin line of friendship and business. Where does it start? Where does it stop? So in positions like that, it's good to have more people there because it helps remove you. I like that thinking of keeping that line because it is really challenging, especially at that moment in somebody's life and it being so large and also that it's a competitive situation. It's not just like stepping it at the right time and the person being like, yep, Doug, you're the right guy for this. It's like you're actually having to pitch over other people and over other situ- other teams at competing firms. Yeah, you're competing, you're pitching at the same time too. Like money and money is one of the things people keep close to the chest, good, bad, or indifferent. So at a time like that, when you're very emotional, you're going through a lot, like you got to be able to feel comfortable with the person you're working with to share certain, you know, confidential information about yourself, your family. So it's, you know, do I feel comfortable that they could help me out from a financial aspect? Can they manage my stuff appropriately? Yes. But do I feel good about like working with them from a personality standpoint? Can I share certain things about my life? Can I work with this person for the long run? So like you got to build that relationship too. Um, so they actually see who you are. They can trust you. They can feel comfortable with you. And then once it kind of goes through, like, how do you feel? I think it's probably a balance of emotion, of emotion, excitement of a large deal, but also like it's still over kind of a uh, life situation, like a tragic life situation. Yeah, I mean, it's a mixed bag. I, I mean, it's sad, it's a sad situation, like any way you look at it. But in the same sense, like I'm able to help them. They're going through a shit time. Man. I know, like from a financial standpoint, a lot of stuff they're looking at. If I can be of any help, any service throughout this dark period, you know, that's a big win. And then it's obviously was tough because you have a very steep learning curve on that client. Yeah. But because of that, like I probably fast forwarded, you know, a year, year and change from that one case alone that would have taken me two years to get to that point had I not had it. So I developed a lot more skills, a lot more like intuition in the business and confidence too, knowing that like, all right, I, I have what it takes to land it. You know, or at least I got one. Like, let's keep keep going. Let's keep doing this. And then when you go back, you know, like you you got you you're winning. You're like great. And now, like the day comes when you have to just like pick up the phone again and just start calling people. Do you think it's something you learned from that deal that made you like better at future calls, or do you think it was just like confidence going into future calls that helped you get better? Confidence for sure. I mean, anytime you land one, you're always going to get a little bit more confident. We always, like hitting a, a home run like that early. Just it gave me the confidence to know that like, all right, I'm able to, to land these clients because um, I got a couple other similar ones like right then and there from a learning curve. It helped me, too, because I was hearing stuff in those meetings and those phone calls that guys in my you know class that we all came in together, they weren't hearing on the phones. So when I went back to start doing those cold calls again, when the phone weighed a hundred pounds and you didn't want to pick it up, like you knew 
a couple more things that you might, you know, be able to speak to. And then what was kind of your sales performance like after this deal? Uh, that year was good, man. I was like, I think I was rookie of the year that year. Um, I hit leaders conference second year, a year after I did the same thing and same thing. So I was able to carry, carry it forward a little bit from that one case. I got a lot more, um, some related to that, some completely different, different, you know, same level of assets, but just unrelated. But I was just, I wasn't afraid to go after them. Like the, in sales, there's always the low points, right? So like as low as it gets sometimes and it does get low, especially with like things are low, market's bad. There's a lot of other variables that are going on. Like you think about, all right, the, the cases actually landed. How did you land them? Get back to basics and can you use those skills to land in more clients? So it, even when things are bad, like you still, I still have the confidence. Like, listen, I know what it takes. You know, maybe things are bad now, but it'll get better. Just got to keep, keep working hard for it. What advice do you have for like Doug of the past? Like, like Doug grinded it out pretty broke, making 250 bucks a week. Like what advice would you give him? Find a good mentor. Align yourself with good people in your office from a, a personality standpoint, a work standpoint. I was very, very, very fortunate enough to have a great manager who brought me into the business from a career fair. He's actually my partner here now at the new firm. And then another guy acted like my older brother, Derek and Todd. You know, like I said, Derek hired me, brought me in. He was a manager at the old firm. Todd was a, a senior advisor there who I had questions about. I, I would go to him. Um, those guys played a, a tremendous impact on my start. So if you find somebody who's a good mentor for you, kind of shows you the way, I think that's a good person to align yourself with and you'll be successful. This episode of Pretty Big Deal featured Doug McLean, financial advisor at Monaco Advisors. It was produced by me, Sam Balter, and edited by Xavier Leong. Hope to see you on the next episode.